And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. Up, dope. I'm David Jacobi. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on. The mic! And we're putting it on wax! It's the new stuff! What do we do? We get a people! What? They won! Last night, the NBA awards were held about a month too late, but whatever. <laughs> we'll take them. And I would say there wasn't too many surprises. No surprises. Not too many surprises. I think that. The awards weren't given out exactly to the people that you and I felt deserved them, but there were no surprises and everyone that deserved the awards they got. The MVP went to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's listen to his acceptance speech. I want to thank my dad. Uh, obviously, you know, my dad is not here with me, but... Uh, you know, uh, you know two, two years ago, in, uh, you know, I had to go in my head that I'm going, I'm going to be the best player in the league. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team win, and I'm going to win the MVP. And uh, every, day, every day that I step on the floor, I always think about my dad, and that motivates me, and it pushes me to you know, play hard and move forward. Even though when my body's sore, even though when I, I don't feel like playing, I always going to show up, and I was going to do the right thing. Uh, I want to thank my amazing brothers. You know, I, I love you guys, man. Got a little dusty during the MVP speech watching that. What do you think of the, his speech and the acceptance? And the I was happy for him. I was proud of him. And it's really, for me, a graduation what I saw at the NBA draft of young people getting a chance to achieve their dreams and shedding tears of joy, but mm-hmm. also other young people having heavy hearts like Giannis did and talked about how that motivated them to not only get to this position but what continues to drive him. So many times we look at the end result and people don't necessarily pay attention to the turbulence and the, and the journey of successful people. And what he described, a lot of people have to deal with that loss of parents, you know, people at the draft, we're talking about family members that they lost. And so for him to be able to endure, have a level of discipline and focus and still play the game that he loves and do it at a high level, it was great to see him accept the MVP award. I'm glad you brought up his journey because his journey wasn't like a lot of people that traditionally end up in the NBA. I mean, he's an overseas person, and he's relatively new to the game of basketball, and we've got some evidence of that. This is an interview from six years ago. Six years ago. Let's listen to Giannis Antetokounmpo's young man. Can you tell us your name? My name is Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. How? Uh, when were you born? I was born in 1994. Well, what club do you play for? I play for Philadelphia Coast. What kind of basketball player are you? Uh, I'm an all, all-around player. I can jump, I can shoot, I can pass the ball. I can do everything in the court. What is your goal for your career? I want to be NBA NBA player. I just want to be an NBA player. And he also said in that interview, I'm learning the basics of basketball. 
Six years ago, learning the basics of basketball, now he's the best player in the NBA, according to the and, and well-deserved. I voted for James Harden, but I knew Giannis would win out based on all of what he was able to accomplish. Dominant, in particular, in the paint, layups and dunks at a clip that we hadn't seen since Shaquille O'Neal. And just look at how different their body types are. Yeah, Both their seven-footers just show you how the game has changed so very much. And uh, he competes on every possession. I know that he wanted to go further in the playoffs. But Milwaukee had a breakout season. He was a breakout player. And I like the fact that he continues to add to his game. Next is going to be some sort of turnaround jumper on the post. Some sort of jump hook down low. Continue to improve his three-point shot. But as long as the Bucks have Giannis, they're going to be a force in the East. Especially in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, I kind of felt like James Harden deserved this award as well. And the Rockets were in the news lately. There was some reported turbulence in the you know, between Harden and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul addressed that. He basically said, I never asked for a trade. I never demanded a trade. And also at the awards last night, Daryl Morey, you know, he spoke on the red carpet and he basically said that the Rockets should be the favorite in the East and he doesn't understand why all this coverage of this turmoil. What do you make of what was reported and what was said by the two two of the main people with the Rockets? So this is why when you're a player and or in a front office, you can't overreact. When you don't reach your goals. Look at the Toronto Raptors. Okay. They lost a few years to LeBron. He leaves. It's now wide open in the East. Yep. They trade an all-star in DeMar DeRozan. And they let the coach of the year walk in Dwayne Casey. You bring in Kawhi. You bring in Danny Green. Nick Nurse. And all of a sudden you win a championship. For the Houston Rockets. For the last five years. They lost to the Warriors in the playoffs. A dynastic team. Okay, so you are returning your starting five. There's no clear-cut favorite right now in the West. You can look at strengths and weaknesses of all of the top teams. Mm -hmm. They deserve to be in that conversation. Now, here's the thing that has to change if they're going to achieve their goals. James Harden is as dynamic of an offensive player as this game has seen. I call him the most unique because at a point of his career, to me, he's going to be the only guy that has led the league in total free throws, total assists, total three-pointers made. Usually that's two or three different players. He has to be a guy that when somebody else is initiating the offense, he can't look so disinterested. There's so many plays that I've broken down this year watching them play. When Chris Paul has the ball, Eric Gordon has the ball, he just distorts the spacing, walking towards half court. He's not spotting up. Locked and loaded in case somebody drop him off uh, a pass. And getting out and run. When the last time you seen James Harden on a three-on-two, two-on-one break actually get a layup or a dunk? Not really what he does. He'd rather just pound the ball, wait till there's 10 seconds left in the shot clock, and then try to make something happen. Right, but that 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 has to change. Like he, You can be a, a high-volume scorer still, but when you're not initiating the offense, you still have to be a threat. That the defense needs to honor. And they have Mike D'Antoni. Remember? Oh, we're going to give him an extension. Oh, no, we're not going to give him an extension. Oh, no, we might give him an extension. And we still haven't heard anything about that. Do you think Mike D'Antoni is going to be the long-term coach of this team? Long-term, no. Okay. But next year is an outlier. And you want to keep as much of your core intact as possible. You want to keep your coach. You want to keep your starting five. You hope to continue to add depth. But don't underestimate Daryl Morey in this free agent market. Remember, 
40% of the NBA is free agents this year. And Dale Murray makes moves. 40%. He makes moves. And so we've gotten to this thing that if you don't get KD or Kawhi or Kyrie, that there aren't a lot of great players still out there that can contribute to situations. And Houston is one that I'm looking at that may still be able to land some quality people. I would love to see it. Well, the Lakers landed a quality person in Anthony Davis. But they also lost a quality person in Magic Johnson, you know, sort of over the summer as well. And Jeannie Buss was at the awards, and she reacted. She responded to a question about Magic. Let's listen. It was a surprise when Magic turned in his resignation. I didn't see that coming. I can't really anticipate what he thinks. Like, he has to answer those questions. He's always full of surprises. He's got good instincts. He's got to stay true to who he is and do what is right for him. Um, I wish I would have had a little bit more notice, but I think we're going to be just fine. When she says, I wish that I had a little bit more notice, what does that mean to you? That means that she still has some pain from the way it happened. Mm -hmm. But then you get a sense of relief when y'all acquire Anthony Davis. So I remember when he first stepped down, people tried to paint this doom and gloom thing. Yeah. And rightfully so. Like Magic is a legend. Of course. Remember, it was like and LeBron might demand a trade. Like, is LeBron going to stay with the Lakers? Now look at us. Like, like, come on now. It, well, well, again, like, there are some things that I'm pretty sure he wanted them to do that they wasn't able to do. That's why he stepped down. He felt like he didn't have the power that he initially signed up for. But it all worked out for them by getting that number four pick. It all worked out for the Pelicans by getting that number one pick. Now, all of a sudden, they had an at the assets to truly do a deal. Mm-hmm. And once that took place, Anthony Davis became a lot more available, and they got it done. And we'll look at the what the Pelicans did in the draft. Is great. Look at the Pelicans fly. And I, I'm really curious to see how Rob Palinka fills out this roster during this free agency period. You know, because they have the money to land one big star. They could get some big pieces. It's going to be fun to see what this Laker team looks like when it comes time to hit training camp. You know what they need. What are the two things the Lakers need to be getting? Defense and shooting. That's it. Defense and shooting. That's it. They didn't do it last year. Last year, remember, they were like, we're going to go with playmaking. They go, really? You got a playmaker. His name's LeBron James. And can I make sure I do something that was going to happen in every Lakers segment that I hear people talk about the greatness of LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Stop forgetting Kyle Kuzma. Yes. Yes. They got a big three. They really do. Kyle Kuzma showed after playing in four years of college going late in the first round Mm -hmm. that he was better than Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, guys that went two and three in the draft. Okay? They did the deal and kept him. I The Pelicans should have got him. Right? The Pelicans should have got him. (laughs) How are the you Pelican, doing? He was on the table last year, I think. I think he was on the table last year. Of and that course, would have once they got the number four if pick. If they would have did the deal in February, they could have had all of them. All of them. But Jaylen. we didn't know they was going to get the number one pick. So it worked. Patience all worked, worked out. out. All worked out. Yep. Let's get a people done. Summer is here, and you know what that means. It's barbecue season. I love being at the grill. Love it so much. And I love some barbecue. And... Here's the thing. If you want to up your barbecue game, you need the meat from ButcherBox. ButcherBox sent me a box of assorted meats, bacons, filet, roast, chickens, 
everything under the sun and it comes frozen and when it's delivered to you it is frozen solid you can be so confident that it's good grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken wild-caught salmon oh it is so good and they work closely with these farms to make sure that you're getting animals that were raised humanely it makes a big difference now that we're learning more about the meats that we eat delivered right for your door guess what free shipping and you get a month's worth of meat from Butcher Box. Comes out to about six bucks a meal. Think about that. A month's worth of meat from Butcher Box comes out to about six bucks a meal. So whether you're cooking for all your friends and family or just yourself, Butcher Box has the cuts and options you need to make every meal a member one. Here's the thing. Butcher Box is offering free bacon for the life of your subscription. Plus $20 off for your first box when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash Jacoby. Again. I can't say this enough times. Free bacon for the life of your subscription. You keep getting Butcher Box, you keep getting free bacon. Plus $20 off your first box at butcherbox.com slash Jacoby. I had a Butcher Box delivered, and I cannot recommend this more. And I didn't even know about the free bacon. Butcherbox.com slash Jacoby. Get your free bacon. Right now, we have the honor of being joined by Mike Conley Jr. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. So you won Teammate of the Year and Sportsmanship Award this year in the NBA. But we need you to change something. You have never gotten a technical foul in the NBA, and you've been playing for so long. Come on, you got to do it for the clout. You got to do it just to show some edge. Can you give us a tech this year, please? Man, you know what? I've gone so long that it's about time that, you know, I might need to get one, but you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just not my personality. It's got to be one of them, you know, just spur of the moment things. So we'll see what happens. Well, things just got competitive in the West because Mike Conley Jr. just got traded to the Utah Jazz. Woo. And he's going to be running with Spider Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, just one defensive player of the year. What was your reaction to being traded to Utah? Man, um, I was excited, honestly. I, I'm very excited for a new opportunity. Uh, I'm going to miss Memphis, you know, it's, it's all I know, um, been there for 12 seasons and it's going to be hard leaving, but, you know, going to Utah uh, with the team that they have in place, uh, the coaching staff they have in place, organization, you know, it's just going to be a fun opportunity for us to, to contend and, and hopefully, um, you know, do something special. So I'm excited for the opportunity to make those guys better and, 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 and vice versa. I always take the opportunity to make sure people put some respect on your name. Averaged over 20 this year. And that right-handed floater is like your trademark move. So talk about teaming up with Donovan Mitchell and how dynamic that backcourt can be this season. Well, I think it'll be special, honestly. I think that, you know, he's a he's a really good dude. Um, he's really willing to learn. He wants to be the best at his position and one of the best players in the league. And um, he's a two-way guy, and, and that's right up my alley. I love guys who really take pride defensively um, but can also go get it on the offensive end um, I think just having me around will be able to, to ease the burden on him a little bit make his game that much more uh, efficient and better for him and then for the team uh, to the team success so hopefully uh, we'll just learn how to play play off each other um, you know quicker uh, you know than, than later I guess we can't wait to see you two play together now you spent a lot of time in Indianapolis you're a shifty lefty that scores a lot is it true that you modeled your entire game after Jalen Rose, who also played Indianapolis? 
Oh, I, I wish I, I wish I could be half the player Jalen was, man. That's oh, all. Please. That I, you know, I appreciate the love. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, big fan. You know, obviously being in Indiana, but um, you know, I wasn't tall enough to play like Jalen, so you know, I had to model my game after shorter point guards and you know Isaiah Thomas and and, and all those guys. So it was a little bit different. And one of the things about your game um, that I always continue to appreciate is you're a two-way player as well. You lock down defensively. You're a terrific leader without getting technical fouls. And you've also had to endure injury. You missed 70 games a couple of seasons ago with an Achilles and a heel injury. We saw Kevin Durant leave the NBA Finals with an Achilles injury. Can you just talk about your rehab and what you project for KD as it relates to his return? Yeah, um, you know, anytime you have an injury like that and, and you know, guys, you know, are, are put to the test, you know, it's going to be the biggest challenge of, of his career, you know, trying to work himself back um, into the player that he is. And it's very hard. It's a long road. Um, you have to stay patient and you have to do the little things. I mean, it's, it's really baby steps and, and those baby steps can take months. So um, you really have to be disciplined. Uh, which I know he is, and I have no doubt that he's going to come back and be the guy he is today. So hopefully um, it all works out in his case and um, because it has worked out for me and uh, just trying to keep, continue to, to learn from what I you know went through a year ago and, uh, and keep pushing forward. So we heard a rumor that just can't be true. This cannot be true. Are you? Do you average two hundred when you bowl? That can't be Whoa. real. That cannot be Whoa. real. Did you once get two hundred and someone misheard you, or do you average two hundred? You know, I, I would say I used to average two hundred. I, I, okay. I can I can bowl over two hundred probably every time I, I I go out and bowl. But I think I I probably range around the one eighty ish. You know, realistically, but I, I definitely get over two hundred every time I get out. Is it with your right hand or your left hand? Because you seem ambidextrous yeah, on the court. you're spinning the ball. What's happening? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm predominantly right-handed bowler, but, you know, if the pin is stuck on the right right corner, I'll, I'll throw it left-handed. And See? What? I told you. This guy is ambidextrous. You're an ambidextrous bowler. How about that? You have That's two, crazy. You have, do you have two balls? Do you own your own ball? Do you own your own I, shoes? How serious are you about this? I, I do have two bowling balls. I have three bowling balls. I have my own <laughs> shoes. I have a couple <laughs> pairs of shoes. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm ashamed to say, but I, I take it serious. He's got a whole shoe <laughs> closet full of bowling shoes. Like one for basketball shoes, one for like hard bottles for suits, and then one for bowling. I'm really I'm really curious about this. Do you always spin the ball? I, I do. I always spin the ball. I've gotten used to it. Um, it's just a matter of how much I spin it sometimes. So it depends on the lanes. You know, sometimes the lanes can be a little slick. Sometimes they can be a little dry. So you got kind of have to adjust. Mike, <laughs> what do you think about this? frenetic free agency that's about to take place. So many top players usually aren't possibly changing teams like Kawhi and KD. What are your thoughts on free agency coming up? Well, I think it's an exciting time for the league right now. Um, you know, obviously with Toronto winning the championship and the injuries that happened in Golden State, you're going to see a lot of movement, a lot of teams making moves to, to try to um, you know make that move to win a title. And, you know, the window's there for a lot of teams and um, you know, I'm happy my situation got it got handled and out of the way before free agency because you know that's a lot going on in the next week. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where guys end up because uh, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to this whole deal. 
And I'm gonna pull y'all behind the curtain. What he said is, I made sure I got my bread <laughs> before all of these guys gonna have to scramble to get theirs because it's gonna be musical chairs, Mike, and somebody gonna get left out. He's definitely rooting for people to go to the what east. That's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. He's just hoping everybody goes to the east. Be honest and say it into a microphone. Are you hoping the players go to the Eastern Conference and stay stay away from you? Hey, the, the West has always been tough, man. Uh, I'm used to it, and that, you know I wouldn't want it any other way. I'd rather rather get through through all the big dogs and, and win that way so so we'll be rooting for you you know real happy and excited for your you know you've been new new uniform with new teammates we all want to thank a man who has three bowling balls and two <laughs> pairs of his own bowling He's shoes ambidextrous i told you bowls ambidextrously mike conley we're impressed man <laughs> oh thank you guys appreciate you guys having me appreciate the love jalen rose andre Iguodala has been making the media rounds in new york city and he had something very interesting to say on CNBC. He said this. He said, you know what? No one's coming to the Knicks. Is he just trolling or does he know something? What is he supposed to say? He plays on the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's a free agent. Klay Thompson's a free agent. They're both injured. To him, nobody means just those two guys. Okay. That's all he cares about. 40% of the NBA is free agents. Okay. Somebody could go to New York if they want to write a check. The bottom line is when these dominoes happen, starts with KD, then Kawhi, yeah. then Kyrie, and everybody else. That's just how it goes. And if you are the Knicks, you're looking at this like, man, we're going to have Zion. We're going to have KD. We're going to have Kyrie. The Knicks are back. And then the lottery draft happens. Like, all right, maybe we're not going to get Zion. And then Kyrie, is everyone's rumored that he's going to go to the Nets. And then KD, you know, you don't really feel like he's coming to the Knicks. Like, So, so I got to come I gotta, bad. As a Midwest kid, I always try to do what I can to dispel these national media myths. The Knicks are in good shape. Just like the Hawks. The difference is their fans don't have unrealistic expectations about sure. – putting all big-name players on their roster. The Knicks have some good young players. Correct. So do the sure. Hawks, right? Sure. I love what they've done. Yeah. Trey Young and Collins. Yeah, they, they're, doing a, they're doing a terrific job of building a team. In New York, it seems like people always expect this knee-jerk reaction because that what, that's what took place to get them so far out of contention. Because the Knicks always fancy themselves as a free agent destination. Like, ever since LeBron, the decision. You know what I mean? It was, it was, oh, he's doing it in Greenwich? Oh, that definitely means he's coming to the Knicks. I remember all of this. It's just that the Knicks expect big-time players to sign here in free agency because, you know, Knicks fans feel like this is a free agency destination. You just said two different things. You said the Knicks treat it like a destination. Then you went back to my point and you said Knicks fans. Well, it's, it's everything around the Knicks. Correct. <laughs> yes. There you go. There, let's get to the root of it's, it. It's, it's the back page of the paper. There it's the you fans. Go. That's, That's what, what it is. is. That's, That's what, what it is. is. Okay. I mean, yep. okay. You just got RJ Barrett. You got Knox yep. last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be good players. Dennis Smith Jr. is a good young player. Mitchell Robinson. Trier is a good yeah. young player. So all they need is to continue to develop. And then when the money matches with somebody's talent, pay them, not overpay somebody. So they always say, you know, when you talk to people in basketball circles that James Dolan holds a lot of this back. You know what I mean? James Dolan is not well-liked, not just by Knicks fans, but by like people in basketball. And there's this. 
they were fined fifty thousand dollars because they didn't invite the they didn't allow the New York Daily News, one of the biggest papers in the city, to attend a presser. And then they had to release a statement like, oh, man, my bad. We thought this was invite only. And it was also rumored that like a lot of this was a James Dolan decision because he's holding grudges. How much does Dolan and Dolan's behavior affect the success of the franchise? In this country, we've seen much more powerful people shun the press. Sure. It happens. Now, I don't think it's right. And it doesn't help what you're trying to get accomplished. The press is there to promote your product and your players. And guess what happens when you struggle? They're going to criticize you. They're not always going to write good things about you. Guess what happens when you're undefeated? They're still going to criticize you. But you got Charles Oakley incident, and then you've got the incident with the fan. You know, just it just seems like he doesn't. James Dolan doesn't do himself any favors. But we're also painting it as one man stopping the team from growing. That's not accurate. The players in uniform have the opportunity to still put in work. We don't know how good R.J. Barrett's going to be. When you're talking about one man stop and the team from growing, you're talking about Phil Jackson, right? Because that's, <laughs> like that's, really, that's really what it felt like. So so people were loving James Dolan when he paid Phil $60 million. Mm-hmm. Because at first, the same New York fans that I'm talking about planned a protest. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he like, you know what? I know how to shut them up. Who's the biggest name that has the most rings that I could throw money at and it can quiet them but down. Let's, let's get throw, them off my let's back. Let's throw some money at some players with rings that play basketball. <laughs> let's do that. Not that played basketball and now hang out but, in Montana. But, that, but that, that, that handling of the media is not a long-term solution for success. Nope. So next we have some local New York media report. Our guy Frankie Ice, who's often in the office, Frank Isola. Shout to Frank. Shout out. He said that Kawhi has a meeting. Tentatively scheduled for July 2nd with the Los Angeles Clippers. Do you think he'll take a meeting with the Clippers? And do you think he could legitimately sign with the Clipper team after winning a championship? This is one of those things where in covering the coverage, I have to make sure that I don't repeat what I've already said. Because we talked about this topic the entire year. Nobody's surprised that he's meeting with the Clippers. Nope. If he leaves the Raptors, that's where he's going to end up. That's just how it's going down. I still firmly believe that he's going to stay with the Raptors, though. Stay tuned. He should stay with the Raptors. I mean, look at him. Look at that man. He's being doused by champagne holding the finals MVP. He's in a parade right there. So Smoking a cigar. So I wish... You know when you're How watching... How do you have that experience and then just bounce? You know when you're watching like really smart television... And or all of a sudden something happens and it's not breaking news. It's like a warning. It's like red at the bottom with big white letters. Yes, yes. I want to do that right now for Kawhi. I want to do a warning for him. It's a warning. The grass ain't always greener. Okay. Now, he came to Toronto and he has a nation behind him, a country Mm -hmm. behind Mm -hmm. him. The Clippers fans are few and far between in Los Angeles. Don't get it twisted. Marcellus Wiley, that's, Clipperdale. That's a Lakers <laughs> Billy town. That Couple is others. a Lakers town. Mm-hmm. Okay? They got the 16 chips. They have the story players in their history. And the Clippers still play basketball in their building. So now you still pull it up at work, and all you're seeing is great statues. You know how much I love statues. There's love magic. Statues. There's Wes. Kobe's going to be up. 
there's Shaq. And then you walk into the arena, you look up, Laker jerseys. How many Clipper jerseys hanging up? Oh, I don't know. None. You don't have Quinn Richardson up there? None. <laughs> okay, so you're going to go from playing varsity in Toronto where they just won a championship and Masai Ujiri delivered. The medical team delivered. They kept him healthy. Mm-hmm. He was 98th in the regular season in minutes. 89th, I think. In the playoffs, he was first. They managed Kawhi the entire year. They won a championship without a lottery pick on the roster. That shows you that they know how to build. Okay, you're going to now go to L.A., and they got LeBron, and they got Anthony Davis, not going to be able to do it. Well, Kawhi, stay in Toronto. There's also this. Your man, our guy, Mike Greenberg. He had a great stat. Shout out to Hembo. He was like, Kawhi Leonard is the highest winning percentage of basketball players in the history of the game. Is there a part of you that, and I don't know how he thinks, but maybe there's some hubris that comes with that. Maybe he thinks <laughs> he can just go to a team and continue this winning. The Clippers have done a terrific job of building. I love what Steve Ballmer has done with that team. And they will have their own arena. But they don't have it yet. I love Jerry West, probably the greatest general manager of all time, who, by the way, just happens to be the NBA logo. He's really good at basketball. We're just a few years removed from we got Blake, we got Chris Paul, we got DeAndre Jordan, we got a chance. We're just a few years removed from that. None of those players are on the team. They still have Doc Rivers. You know how I feel about Sweet Lou, my sixth man of the year, Montrez Harold, Gallinari. I told everybody they got some grizzled vets on that team. Jerry West did a smart thing. You you ease in Shea Gilders Alexander, play mm-hmm. well in the playoffs. They have a great thing going with the Clippers. And if you add Kawhi to that without having to give up too much, they're my favorite in the West. Oh, if they add Kawhi, they're just giving up money. They're my favorite in the West if they add Kawhi. What? However. That's interesting. However, what? they still won't be the number one team in Los Angeles. Oh, no. That's they the Lakers. Pro- they might not be my favorite in the West. Depending on what the Lakers do in free agency, they're probably not going to be We've my favorite. We've lived in L.A., okay, for a long time. I lived out there for over 20 years. They could win six straight championships. They can win all they day. Win six straight championships. Purple and gold. Still, there'll never be a single Clipper flag on a car. <laughs> never once. <laughs> Jalen Rose. You remember before the season what Kyrie Irving felt about the Celtics and his future with that team? He was very confident. You know, he filmed, he filmed that commercial with his dad hooping in the gym, TD Garden. Well, it seems like things have changed a little bit. We've got a friend of the show, Jackie McMullen, on the Hoop Collective podcast, speaking on Kyrie's experience in Boston. Let's the listen. part of the thing was Kyrie Irving didn't like Boston. I've been told this by many people. He didn't like living in Boston. He just didn't. You know, by the end, he had issues with Brad. By the end, he had issues with Danny. By the end, he had issues with pretty much all of us. Hmm. What do you think about Kyrie's experience in Boston? To me, it's more... And plus, she's there every day. Jackie Mack is a legend. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me more like he didn't like playing for the Celtics. Nope. The one thing that gets overlooked as it relates to professional athletes and the type of money that's being generated is that the team that you play for, you're only there six months a year. You're only there 50% of the time because the other half of the games are on the road. Yep. So this idea that my life is going to be dramatically different in one place or another really gets overblown a lot. The bottom line is 
He seemed to be a disgruntled player the entire season about the entire situation. The expectations were so very high. His teammates were walking around enthusiastic about what they accomplished without him the year before. You enter he and Gordon Hayward back into the scenario, and he looking at them like, whoa, pump the brakes. Like, we ain't did nothing yet. And they was like, well, we did do something. We made it to the conference finals. And y'all should put us over the top. Yes. And it didn't happen. So that created a level of frustration with Brad, with the younger players, and now he's not even returning the Celtics' calls, basically. Well, when you look at Kyrie Irving and his free agency decision and what's happened there, do you think the sort of way it ended in Cleveland and the way it seems like it's definitely going to end in Boston would give you pause if you're going to sign him as a free agent? Because it would for me. No. Because he's still a dynamic player, still an all-NBA performer. And if I'm the Nets or the Knicks, I take him with or without KD. I know a lot of people are questioning whether they should based Mm -hmm. on, you know, what people perceived as his lack of leadership in Boston. But he can be the best player or one of the without being the leader. The media so many times anoints that guy to be the best to be the the best player to be the leader. When that's not necessarily the case when you talk about the dynamics of a locker room. Now... I was disappointed that the Celtics didn't meet their expectations. But let's not get it twisted. They're a tier of free agents. You got Kawhi, you got KD. Those are the two guys that you can sign and make you a contender instantly. Right under that tier is Kyrie Irving. It's Klay Thompson. And so if you got a chance to get a player like that, you do it. Well, you bring about his leadership, right? Because it felt like when he was in Cleveland... It was part of it that he kind of felt like LeBron might leave, so he didn't want to get tied up on a team after LeBron was there. But there was also part of it where he wanted his own team, right? So it seems like he wanted to be a leader. Do you question his leadership abilities? I mean, obviously we're not in the locker room, but you know things. So again, again, it's it's, it's not having your own team and being a leader is two different things. And imagine if he and KD both team up, two guys that we've seen be unhappy with how they're being perceived Mm -hmm. and unhappy with how they're covered, that type of thing. But he's still a dynamic player, won a championship in Cleveland, and he been out there and understands that the grass isn't always greener. And, yeah, you didn't want to be, quote-unquote, little brother to LeBron in Cleveland, and you didn't want to get caught up in the fact that whether he was staying or going and affect your future – but now that he went to Boston, and by the way, think about it. This time last year, while we're talking about LeBron having a movie, Kyrie had a movie. He did. I remember sitting in this theater watching it with my daughters. Yep. And then he go play a disastrous overall, not meeting expectations, unhappy year in Boston. And now all of a sudden he's a free agent again. So for Kyrie, I think he'll be choosing happiness. And then that will take care of the wins and not necessarily worried about Whose team it is. Well, Jackie Mack said that about how Kyrie felt about the front office and Brad media. Well, Danny Ainge, he didn't say he's Kyrie's name, but if you listen to what he says through the lens of Kyrie and his experience there, seems like he sneaked this in him. Let's listen. I think it just makes life more enjoyable when everybody is humble, hardworking, and will play any role that they have to to help a team succeed. You have to, you do have to have a certain amount of talent to win in our league, as we all know. But um, good people is it makes makes coming to work more fun. Humble, hardworking, good people. Does he sneak this in? Coming the job more fun. Yep. Yeah. But he's a champion as a player. 
champion as an executive, put the big three together. Shout out to Kevin McHale, his teammate, who helped make that happen with KG. But he understands the dynamics of a locker room can be really fragile because the t- most talented team doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. The Toronto Raptors just won the championship without a lottery pick on their roster. And so we get looking at the draft and thinking, oh, if you got that lottery pick, then you have what it takes to get a game-changing player. And then you look at somebody like the Joker, who got taken late in the first, second round by the Nuggets. Yep. So I agree with Danny. It's about chemistry, people working hard, pulling for one another, being willing to sacrifice their roles for the greater good of the team. And with Kyrie Irving a part of it, that clearly didn't happen. But let me just amend something that he said. Good people makes coming to work more fun. Sure. Great. Good players make you win games. You know what's more fun than being around good people? Winning games. Like, doesn't just <laughs> winning make it more fun? Like, at the end of the day, like, you always say losing, um, winning is the best deodorant. Like, we had to talk about team chemistry in the locker room. We were talking about leadership in the Celtics. You know what they did? They went on some losing streaks. And that can, that can, that can sort of amplify those kind of negative aspects. Well, that's what happens when you don't meet your goals. That's all that takes place. Look at Shaq and Kobe. They won three straight championship, and then you look up, and they weren't playing together anymore. Mm-hmm. How about that? And so the dynamics can be so very fragile when you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Rozier became Scary Terry in the playoffs. We had T-shirts and stuff. We had right? like a branding image. Right? Yeah. And so now you bring back Kyrie and Gordon, slashed his minutes in half. Jalen Brown was an ascending player. He still showed his wares next the, the second for a second year, but he didn't take that leap that I thought that he would. Jason Tatum, I thought he would be an All Star second year. So there is some massaging of a roster you have to do to keep everybody satisfied, and the Celtics weren't able to do it. That's why they didn't achieve their goals. Ramona Shelbourne, friend of the show, Momo had an interesting little tidbit about what's going on with the Lakers, as she often does. Here's what she had to say. I've certainly heard that he's been busy with text messages and phone calls already. You have two recruiters now. It's not just LeBron. And, of course, she's talking about that man, the brow, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, active with text messages and recruiting, and LeBron James. What do you think? That's uh, that's obvious. Um, you have two of the top five players in the game. They still need to build out their roster. And so when you have... Those two guys on the phone trying to recruit players, it does hold weight. But ultimately, when you're picking teams, if you have your choice of the litter, you're going to go where you can get top dollar and maximize your opportunity to be productive. Mm -hmm. Just because those two guys are on the team, that doesn't mean that they're going to attract all of the top free agents. The game just doesn't work like that. And if I'm the Lakers, I'm trying to build out my roster. I have Kyle Kuzma. I'm trying to now get depth. Not necessarily just spend all of the money on one guy. Exactly. Like, do you think when LeBron and Anthony Davis text each other about who they should be recruiting, do you think they're targeting the Clay Thompsons, Kawhi Leonard's of the world? Or do you think they're targeting the, like, sort of second tier guys that can fill out the roster? Respectfully, I think they're going after after the big fish Mm -hmm. because LeBron has shown me that he has the kind of autonomy amongst players in today's game that the second and third tier guys and beyond – he can reach out to them after the main dominoes fall because they can't really make their choice. I don't believe a player that's talented as Kyrie Irving even 
can make his choice until he sees what happens with KD and Kyrie. I mean, KD and Kawhi. People always say that, but why couldn't a player like Danny Green and a team just come up with a deal before everyone above them has already signed? Well, if, if somebody steps up and give Danny Green a, a blank check, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. That's how free agency works. You gotta, you gotta strike while the iron is hot and you can't sit back and wait for everybody else to do their deals because it's musical chairs. Eventually the music gonna be stopped and it's gonna be certain people that we felt like we're gonna get a big deal that won't end up with a big deal. Nobody thought that DeMarcus Cousins, when he was starting in the All-Star game last season, two seasons ago now, will be making $5 million playing on the Warriors no, for the minimum. this past year. No. So it's going to be musical chairs. And eventually when the music stops, they're going to be players like, wait a minute, he didn't get a long-term big deal? So those are the guys at that point LeBron will still be able to go out and recruit. That makes perfect sense. And I also feel like in this free agency in particular – we're going to end up covering the meetings like we cover the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? That's what's happened the past like four or five years. It's like, oh, the so-and-so met with so-and-so, and this is what they had, and they had a PowerPoint, and they had a video, and then other people were there, and they had this celebrity from the, the city there. And I think that all just kind of draws out the process so we won't just see a bunch of people sign on July 1st and July 2nd. Do you think that's fair? And also, the meetings can always be tricky. So for me, if you're a MVP caliber player, KD, Kawhi, and I know he got recruited in the Hamptons by the Warriors mm-hmm. to eventually sign with them. But that was a unique circumstance. A 73-win team that just lost the championship. He joined and made the game unfair. But usually, I don't like to see elite-level players taking multiple meetings. Yeah. The reason why is you leave pieces of yourself too many places. Hmm. You get the, They get a chance to see what makes you tick. The things you like. What you're looking for. And the things you don't like. And as an opponent, I can now try to use that against you. Interesting. I never thought of that. It's very interesting, Jalen Rose. Good advice for the potential free agents that are coming out there that I'm sure are all watching this show right now. Right now, it's time for very important news that matters. Jalen, here's the scenario. There's an elderly couple that lives in the U.K., They go outside of their house. They get attacked by two very aggressive seagulls. Those seagulls are nesting, and they're very protective of their little seagull babies. So every time they walk out the door, they get attacked. Like, the dude went to the hospital once because he was attacked. And they were held hostage in their home for six days. He could sneak out through the garage to get food so they could survive. Jalen, what would you do if you and your lovely wife we're being held hostage by seagulls inside your home. BB gun. Yep. They're protected animals. They're, it's against the law. They're protected. BB gun. Yep. <laughs> They're protected they, animals, Jerry. You, you, you ain't protect, not a criminal. When, when I see the term held hostage, <laughs> okay, all bets are off. All bets are off. I am not staying in my crib for six days. I just want to say some some the some staff seagulls. And talent of Jalen and Jacoby loves animals and will always protect them at all costs. Unless they're holding us hostage. Correct. That's Correct. All. Like, That's all. Yeah. BB gun. <laughs> Jalen Rose. Oh. <laughs> I was on Get Up today. How about that? Made my first appearance. Jacoby graduated. Someone must have canceled. You have four segments. Someone must have. Richard Jefferson couldn't make it. Jay Will couldn't make it. Rusillo couldn't make it. Oh, you know what? Hit the Someone must have canceled. I just reminded him. Someone must have canceled. You just reminded me of something. Ranch, hit the brakes, please. What happened? Is Reg still working on the show? 
I don't yeah. know. The, every, all the buttons have been being pushed at the appropriate time, so he might have been replaced. Hit the brakes, Rich. What happened? So. Oh, no. You know how David Jacoby is very critical of when he feels like I don't get a cut for this show? Mm-hmm. When he feels like I don't dress up or dress down uh, enough for going. the show. I deserve all this. Now, look at who's wearing the blazer. I deserve all this. You guys have never seen this dude with a blazer on. I deserve all on. this. Now, all of a sudden, you go mainstream and sell out. Because they had me on SportsCenter for a while there in L.A., you know, with Carrie Champion. So I had to go to the shopping. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, and then I moved out here. They don't have me on SportsCenter no more. So now, they're, now the place is just sitting there lonely. <laughs> they're lonely in the closet, all scrunched together, talking to each other like, yo, when's it going to be our chance? And also, of course, since he on morning television, he came with the hot take. Which was that? D'Angelo Russell over Kyrie Irving? Listen, sometimes you got to say something a little spicy. And it, 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 it's really what this is a more reflection of now their basketball games. The fact that Kyrie Irving, man, like the Nets. Let's talk about the Nets then. All right, well, I'll bring it up. Before the Warriors were champions, I was like, man, they just seem to be having so much fun. Like just following them on social media, just the chemistry seemed to be so good. Like, you know, when they, and then they won that first championship without KD. And then I feel like that about the Nets now, the way they dance on the sidelines. You know what I mean? Like They seem to be having so much fun, and everyone seemed to be blossoming into their games. Everyone's performing at or above expectations on the team. It's all going well. Coach doing well. Everything's great. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's back. And then you add Kyrie Irving. Expectations go up. He's the leader. All those players that were developing and blossoming together, Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, all of them just like, now they're going to defer to Kyrie. Give him the ball. What's Kyrie going to do in this possession? Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll play off of him. He'll be our James Harden. I don't know if that's the way to go. How many years you've been married? I've, oof. I don't, you know I don't like follow questions. <laughs> we got married in 2010. I didn't think, I didn't think I was asking you an SAT question. <laughs> we got married in 2010. So I'm just shy of nine years. Been with the same woman for 17. What you're describing with the Warriors had initially and what the Nets had this year is a honeymoon period. Yeah. That ain't forever. Well, listen, here's what we didn't do after the honeymoon period. Add someone else to the relationship. You did. They did with KD. That is not true. And the Nets about to do with Kyrie. That is not true. No, no, no. We added three people to the relationship. Y'all added three people to the relationship. (laughs) You're right. That is not true. You're right. And when that period ends, now you peel back the onion and you become who you really are. And so it was fun watching the Nets celebrate last year, outplaying expectations. It was great watching the early Warriors give high fives on every play. But expectations, when they start to come, you can't even spend energy doing that no more. I know. You got to save your energy for playing. You got to win games. And here I am talking about the Nets. I'm talking about the Nets like like they they lost to the Raptors in Game 7. You know what I mean? Like they lost to the Sixers in the first round. Won two games, I think. They won the first one. I I love what Sean Marks has done with that team. Atkinson, their head Didn't coach. Did you play with him or something? What's your I Sean did. I played play with Kiwi is his nickname. Shout out. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. Yep. I played with him in Phoenix. And so what he's done there has been remarkable, freeing up the max spots, becoming an attractive destination. Mm-hmm. I agree. Drafting really well. I, I agree. I did. Here's why I disagree with you. D'Angelo Russell, Vucevic, Middleton were all first-time All-Stars. 
like any professional, they still have to prove if they could be perennial yep. all-stars. Yep. Kyrie Irving has shown you that. Of course. And the Hall of Famer. Yep. Correct. And so if you get upgrade at that position, you do it. And you can, but here's the thing. I don't even really love D'Angelo Russell's game. And I think there's a reason he blossomed this year. Do you know why? Contract's up. That has something to do with it. And he had the opportunity to blossom because the players around him, and not like he was playing with the Kyrie. He wasn't playing with a super team. But listen, the point was more an anti-Kyrie Irving point than a Correct. pro well, D'Angelo and, Russell. Well, I, I really like D'Angelo Russell's game. I said when he left the Lakers, that was going to be the best thing to happen for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that about Lonzo Ball, too. Mm-hmm. Best thing to happen to him. I love Lonzo. Julius Randle, best thing to happen to him. Yeah. On that stage, Los Angeles, they want to be contenders and they want to have superstars. That's what they got now in LeBron and in AD. Yep. For a young, developing, nurturing player, Kyle Kuzma was able to blossom. The other guys show flashes of their potential. But you can't be a general manager, Jacoby, keep your job really long if you want to sign D'Angelo Russell over Kyrie Irving. Nope. You won't have your job very long. Nope. Well, did you see who Vegas has as the favorite to land Kevin Durant? Who? Oh. The Brooklyn Nets. What? Like, they might really end up what? with Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn. That'd be dope. How many games does Jay-Z go to? Like 30. <laughs> You're going to start showing up. That, that Wait, a, is KD rep by the rock? Yes. Is Kyrie rep by the rock? Yes. Huh. Huh. Are you rep by the rock? Yes is the answer. Huh. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying sometimes these things come into play. And sometimes I know things I just don't say into microphones. Okay, well, you can tell me at lunch. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll record you and tweet it. <laughs> My phone will be on the corner on IG Live. Well, Reggie is here. And Reggie has supposedly gone through the voicemails. He read, he, he listened to one or two. What? We'll see. Let's Reggie, play the first voicemail you listened to today. <laughs> what up, though? Hey Jalen, hey Jacoby, this is Ali from Iran. Shout out Rage. Shout out. So about this whole concept of uh, voicemails and Rage getting a mic, you know, uh, we podcast listeners don't really know Rage. You know, we have him on Instagram, we follow him. I have seen pictures of him, but his whole concept for us is just a soundboard. He has limited options to tell you what to tell you guys what he thinks or what he wants to say. So please, at least once a month, come on guys, give Rage a mic. And I know he's going to put me on the pod with this voicemail. Okay. We love our international callers and listeners. Always love international listeners and callers. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Reggie, I'd say 50% of the voicemails are now about Reggie. <laughs> like of the voicemails that he plays, fifty percent of the voicemails are about Reggie. Remember, he put one on. I think it was Monday. He would when they they told him to get a raise. Now this one's bigging up his Instagram account. And then this dude is out here being like, "Well, he's only got limited things to say with the soundboard." Sometimes there's a reason for that. 
If you would hear what Reggie was saying in my ear, Reggie got a mic. It goes into my ear. And Reggie can <laughs> say some crazy things. <laughs> what is one of the most crazy things you felt like Reg say? Because oh. I, I, while you think about it, let me just say my opinion. Okay. okay. I agree with the caller. That's why I was the person that said it. He deserves to have a mic at least once a month. Yeah. Once a month I could I could rock with. We'll start there. What is one of the more crazy things you felt like he said? It's usually like when when we're talking about Cameron, he says Cameron is trash. But that that that's just it's ignorant. Just stuff like that's, that. That's ignorant. I can't have anybody on that's the show ignorant. saying Cameron is trash. That's ignorant. There's I can't a, have just that. ignore that. This, yeah. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Killer Cam is family. That's what I'm saying. So that that's just ignorant. And by the way, Jim Jones' new album is dope. I've been listening yes. to it. Yes, I have too. It's dope. I have too. I Shout out, Capo. Shout out. I was in Vegas with my headphones in. And I was like, it's dope. What should I listen to? I was like, oh, wait. Jim Jones got a new album. It's dope, too. It's that whole thing. It's dope. I love Jim Jones. Yeah, you're right. You have a disrespect, Cameron. You don't deserve a you mic. You don't get a microphone. Yeah, you don't get a mic, Red Star. And, and again, to the audience, he has a microphone. It goes into our ear. And and I'm, I'm just judging. I'm just imagining if Reg had a mic and the things that he said in my ear ended up on wax. We'd be dropping in the rankings. People would be unsubscribing. <laughs> Left and right. Oh, please. Thank you so much for the call. Let's listen to another voicemail. What up, Doe? Shout out, Red. Shout out. It's your boy, Jordan. I'm a police officer in uh, Prince George, British Columbia. And I'm born and raised in Toronto. Ha! We the champs. I want my chips with the dip. So I got a question for y'all. Would you rather... Be balding but fit, or overweight but with a full head of hair. And Jalen, I want you to think about Molly before you answer this question. All right. Keep giving the people what they want. Keep on getting them chips. Aha! Ha! I'm out. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Appreciate the love. Congratulations to your Toronto Raptors for winning the championship. This is an easy one for me. So easy. I would rather be fat with hair than bald and in shape. This ain't even close for me. I'm going bald and in shape. Being being heavy is sexy. Ask Big Swaggo. Being heavy is not sexy. Yes, it is. Being heavy is not sexy. It is. Not for me. I can only speak for myself. It is. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not trying to... You know, body shame anybody and do anything like that. Um, I I rather be bald. It's a great question. And out of shape. And but here's why. Ooh, First off, in and out of shape is subjective. Number one. And number two, the main people that try to body shame others be the ones out of shape themselves. Yeah, that that really that really trips me out when I see that happening. But uh. It, it, it's a great question. It's an appearance thing. So, so uh, here's why: headshot. So here's from the couple, neck up. Couple things. Number one, I'm tall. People barely see my head, right? But I got a funky head. Like you see that extra skin ridges, like the the skin cornrows I got there. Yeah, it looks like people a, know um, what I'm talking about. Like a shame body ache. No, it looks like a sharpe. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but sure, it looks. I got skin cornrows. <laughs> it's, a, it's called. It's a. There's a. There's an animal. Called a sharp head. Oh, okay. Wow, Jalen, teaching me things today. So, so I would. That's my concern because I'm creeping in the corners. I'm like, yo, one day am I gonna have to like really go bald? And I'm gonna go bald. I'm gonna have a wrinkle head bald. You guy? have plenty of hair. 
You know, you're not bald, bald at any point. Look, look at LeBron. Just think about this. He's in the best shape of all time. He's doing everything in his world to keep here. So I misheard Jordan. I thought he said, would you rather ball and be big or not ball and be in shape? He said bald. No, I know, but that's an interesting question too. <laughs> so Reggie has done something with the Tuesday podcast, which is unexpected. We never had a meeting about it. We didn't have a conference call about it. He'd never even told us about it, but Tuesday has become the international call day, I guess. Happened without us. I wasn't involved in that decision. Reggie going rogue now. So, international callers, I want to thank you so much for calling in today. Continue to call. You can be living in America and from a different country. That, that, that counts. Or you can be an American living in a different country. That counts as too. Or you can just be an international caller. Those are the most ones we get. I want to thank our international callers today. I want to thank Mike Conley Jr. for coming on. Shout out. And I want to remind everybody, tomorrow's Wednesday. Push the button, Reg. Great timing on the button there, Reg. Tried to catch you out. Tried to catch you out there, Reg. So, females, we need your calls exclusively. Female voicemails tomorrow. Call in, ladies, 985-80-Jalen. Ask us questions about anything in the world, and we will answer them. You will appear on the podcast tomorrow. We're going to have one tomorrow. Why is that? Done. We're not done. We're not done. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. (laughs) 